0: 630 Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at two on 630 Chad. I love music, all types of music from all generations, and you are gonna hear from a rock star in just a few seconds, a bona fide rock star, as in this person is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who is it? Well, here's clue number one. Do you know who I'm talking about? Do you know who I'm chatting with in a few seconds? I told you, this person's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's in there. Okay, if you didn't get it with that clue, how about this one? Oh, yeah, you probably recognize that song, right? The guy I'm about to talk with, founding member of the band plays lead guitar a fun fact i saw him perform with the band back in 2013 at an outdoor party during the calgary stampede his band shared the stage in 2013 with sloan and Def leopard you still don't know this is going to be a dead giveaway Yeah, that is a dead giveaway. The song "Surrender," the band is Cheap Trick. It is my pleasure to welcome Rick Nielsen to the drive this afternoon. And Rick, thank you so much for being here today. Well,
1: I, I think I was going to say it's Robin Sander. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was your guess, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> oh man, Rick. Hey, I got to ask you, where are you calling
0: from this afternoon? I'm,
1: I'm calling from uh, Rockford, Illinois. Okay. Uh, where where I live. And uh, yesterday we were, uh, I was, we were in Cancun, Mexico. Oh, okay, you're making me thoroughly jealous, Rick. (laughs) Well, it's really hot there. (laughs) Yeah, I bet,
0: I bet. Now, I mean, uh, was was the Cancun...
1: Yeah, we played there, so it
0: was good. Was the Cancun trip uh, kind of a a getting some R&R before you guys go on tour? I understand you got a bunch of dates coming up.
1: Uh, well, no, that's, uh, I don't R and R very good. I, unless it's Rick and Robin. So, uh, I, I do R and R. Uh, no, we played down there. We played, uh, in Cancun and, uh, we got, we have two more shows in Mexico coming up nice. this week. We're heading to the, to the East coast of, uh, of the U S and, uh, and then uh, next year, I know we had ZZ Top and something with uh, Rod Stewart, too,
0: in Canada. Yeah, you got quite a bit. So I, I got to ask you, Rick. Okay, I said it just a few seconds ago. Um, I saw you play a big outdoor concert uh, during the Calgary Stampede in Alberta. And you were, you were running around on stage like you did during the audio clip I played Surrender. That was the one recorded live in Japan. How do you keep your energy up so much, Rick?
1: Uh, let's see. I don't do much except that. <laughs> 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 try to relax twenty-three hours of the day and play, uh, you know, whatever.
0: I just go hard for ninety minutes type it, thing.
1: Yeah, huh? yeah, it's, it's what I always like to do. It, you know, it's like nice. Uh, nice. It's, uh, it keeps me a bit fit, but not not too much. I gotta. I gotta quit uh, after show food.
0: Yeah, that that's what drags you down, right? I hear you. I'm picking up what you're putting down for sure. Okay, you touched on those dates. You got up in the northeastern U.S. You're eventually coming to Canada in the spring, and and it, it must feel good again, considering the whole COVID stuff, Rick. It must be feel good to be back in front of crowds, right?
1: oh of oh yeah, I mean that's what I do, and the, you know um, the traveling is kind of kind of blows, but uh, playing is great. I so I've, I've been doing this since I was about 14 years old. so. Wow. I'm, I'm finally getting it down. <laughs> You're so modest. I love it. I love it. Do you, do you have a favorite place that you like to
0: go back to year after year? Uh,
1: Edmonton. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I knew uh, you were going to go. You know, I, you know I, I like to play lots of places and, uh, Yeah. you know, some are better than others, I guess, but, you know, it's like every show we do, we try to, uh, you know, I play it like it's, like we're performing for... I don't know the best people in the world. So in every every show, is you know we don't try to slough off or try to take it easy or just do the same set every night. We change our set every single night.
0: Nice. That keeps it, it keeps it engaging then, right? Especially when you're performing so much.
1: Yeah. Well, there, there's about five or six songs that we play every night, but but after that, then we we run. We have twenty some studio albums, and yeah. so why not why not play some of the stuff?
0: Yeah, i, I got to ask you about, um, um, the, I, I've been reading about this in preparation for our conversation today, about just how much Cheap Trick exploded um, in Japan very early in your career, and why, why was that? Because you weren't taken off in, in North America, but when you went to Japan, you guys were superstars.
1: Yeah, well, I, a bunch of it, I think, how it sort of worked into this uh in 1977 right before our first album came out uh Queen asked us to do open for them two shows one was in Madison Wisconsin one was in Milwaukee and uh the Japanese press were there to see to see them to see Queen and, and they like, they liked us a lot and they asked if I would write uh write, what, what's it like touring with Queen I said well uh I didn't want to tell them, Well, these are the only two dates we did with them. But uh, so, and Milwaukee and Madison aren't that far away. So, but uh, so I wrote it, and uh, after that we started getting fan mail because they were uh, the Japanese press were mentioning us in uh, in their magazines, and they were having little pictures of us. And and then soon after that, uh, our record came. First record came out, and Kiss asked us to go out on tour, and we came. We started in Canada. We started Monk in Moncton, New Brunswick, I think it was. And went across Canada, then then all across the United States, and ended up doing three shows with the, at the forum in L. A. And the, once again, the Japanese press was there. This is seventy seven, and then right after that, we we had a hit in Japan. We, we had none here in the North America, but we, in Japan, we had a hit with, with one of our songs. We went to number one. We, we you know we went we went the other direction usually if we were out. <laughs> so so then. Uh, we got asked him, do You want to go to Japan? I said, oh, of course! And uh, we went there, and, uh, and we've been getting a lot of fan mail. We got a lot of press, and, and we went there, and it was like pandemonium. We were on the plane. We were on a Northwest Orient, and we were uh, in the back of the plane. You know, we did, You know, we'd never gone, gone to first class unless there was a mistake. <laughs> and so, and uh, we got there, and it was like. All these kids were out, so yelling on top of the, uh, the, the 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 terminal. Really? And uh, yeah, this this was when it was, Haneda was not the not the not the big airport now. Yeah. And uh, they were there, and we thought there was somebody famous on the plane, or like you know. The, <laughs> and it was you. <laughs> the, yeah, the prime minister of Japan, and it was us, and they, and they chased us it's like you know we were so not used to. Uh, you know, we had people that liked this course, but, but not like that, and uh, we were still staying. I had to stay with Tom in one room, and B- Bunny and Robin stayed in there, you know. We were sharing rooms, yeah. too. <laughs> I haven't shared rooms with anybody ever, <laughs> except there. Usually it was four people in a room. So, so, we we did that show, or we were there, and we sold out every show we had. That's amazing. We, you know, we play, yeah, we played with the Big shows before, but never headlining, and so there we were. And we did two shows at uh, Budokan, which is like the big, big place. The Beatles play there, and yeah, a bunch of people. But they did not. They did not. It's sort of like the pandemic. They did not have any uh, big rock shows there because somebody got hurt, uh, and they're never really picky. You know, yeah. Uh, if you if you listen to the the crowd noise at Budokan record, it's like they yeah they're screaming like crazy, and then they stop. They want to hear. They want to hear what you say, and that's why Robin was going. This song is from our new album. They told us to you know, talk slow so that they could understand what we're saying. <laughs> I want you to want me. And, it was like, and that became and then we'd never uh, experienced that. And so in the audience, the crowd would go... Didn't I? Didn't I see it crying?
0: And they did crying, crying, crying. That's so awesome. Hit, hit. That's, That's cool. That's amazing. Well, what a memory, yeah. Rick. Rick, I, I just uh, Rick uh, chatting with Rick Nielsen this afternoon. Founding member of Cheat Trick. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Talking about his music. Uh, Rick, you're also here to talk about a new product that you have out there for everyone to try. I, I'm just going to hit, uh-huh. so going to put you on hold for a second, Rick. I have to take a short break. We're going to come right back after this break. I It is my pleasure to welcome back to The Drive this afternoon Rick Nielsen, founding member of Cheap Trick. Rick, in conversation with me today, talking about his, well, his journey in the world of music all the way to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Also talking about a vodka you're launching now, Rick. So tell me about this. It's called Rockin'.
1: No, it's called Rockin'. Yeah. Ro- rockin', you said rockin'. Oh, sorry. Rockin'. It'll like... It, uh rock and vodka it'll, it'll treat you like a rocket <laughs> uh, so it's it's actually a sugarcane vodka and it's okay. made uh, from sugarcane instead of like uh, potatoes or oats or rice It's made directly from sugarcane of so non uh, you know it's just it's good stuff it's clean and uh the reason i got involved with it you know, years ago it was actually uh when i was speaking of queen earlier uh when we we got to be friends with the guys in queen and i was in england at one point and i went over to roger taylor the drummer's house and uh we went out to a place called nikita's all they had was vodka there and it's like and it was they froze it and it was like i'd never been to a place like that it was like i don't remember anything past getting there basically (laughs) it was that fun but uh I just, it was the idea. I, I, I like that, and plus, I, I like when other people get jobs. I don't need a job, but I like it when other people are working, And it's like this is a clean thing. And it was, we did it uh, right here in the area where we live. And I, and I hooked up with Sammy Hagar because I've been pals with him for a long time. And he's, you know, has a bunch of different spirits that he sells. And you know, I've got a restaurant too. But uh, you know, the best thing about it is I don't work there. You know. But I only invest in some stuff that I like, um, uh, and so this stuff is. It brought more jobs to the area. Nice. Where I live. And nice. It's um, it's a bottled here uh, near about 20 miles from where I live, and uh, a lot of people got. It, it's all over the place now. You know what, hey, Rick? All I, I over really appreciate
0: I appreciate you coming on this afternoon, Rick, uh, to talk about your vodka and to talk about your journey of music. I, I wish you all the best. Have a great weekend and safe travels. And we're looking forward to having you come back to Canada to play soon.
1: Okay, I'll send you a bottle. <laughs> Have
0: a great afternoon, Rick. That's Rick Nielsen, right. founding member of Cheap Trick, uh, talking music, also talking vodka. It's rockin', R-O-C-K, apostrophe, and rockin' vodka. 100% sugarcane, non-GMO, and it is available everywhere. Time for a break on the drive, along with you on your afternoon drive. My name is Ted Henley.